about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. All right, welcome into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we go around the horn and check in. Uh, Ward, how are you? Outstanding. It's, 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 it's the middle of the week. Hump day. I mean, it's just, just, just over the horizon. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the weekend. Uh, Garrett, everything good? Yeah, I'm good. You went to a little high school basketball last night, huh? I did. I went to Belton. Uh, Late Belton played host to Burn It in some District 19 4A action. And uh, it was it was a rough night for the Broncos. Uh, both teams ended up falling. Um, right now, they both sit in fourth place of district standings. Uh, the girls will have a play-in game on Saturday in Gerald at 2 p.m. against Taylor. Uh, and the boys will host Gateway on Friday. This is going to be a really important game for the Broncos. Um, if they win, they're in. If they're not, then more than likely they're out. I, I I feel I feel like I let everybody down. I was the only one not in Belton yesterday. <laughs> Ward, you were there for I the was. ceremonies for UMHB football. Walk us through it. Tell us about it. I mean, sounds like it was a great event. It was a great event. Uh, they did a good job of putting that on for everybody, uh, and lots of folks. Showed up. I mean, it, it was it was really really neat to see uh, the players get to experience that. Um, they they had it on the field, the 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 ceremony on the field, and they came out of the tunnel with the smoke, and the band was playing, and um, they showed some highlights of the national championship game. Coach Fredenberg talked, uh, Coach Harmon talked, um, and Coach Kerr talked. It was a nice ceremony for for the football team national championship, and then after that ceremony on the field, everything migrated up to the student, uh, the Balcom Center. Hang on, it migrated. It, it well, it went up to the student center, okay. <laughs> and uh, they had food for everybody that was there. Yeah, um, they also uh, had an autograph session on the third floor where they could get a poster of the national championship and. Went around the room and all the players were, were able to sign it. And there were people standing in line for hours or so. And so, um, really, really a neat, neat situation uh, at UMHP yesterday. So, was it the community of Belton yeah, or was, was it uh, just the community it, of UMHB? It was the community of Belton and, and UMHB fans. Very right? nice. It, it very was, nice. Yeah, it well was deserved. Very, very, no kidding. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's something that, you know, it doesn't happen every day that you win a national championship in anything. But they were able to uh, celebrate that national championship. They, they've got that football program in a position to where they're one of the elite programs. And there's a handful in, in Division Three football. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder if even us, if we take that for granted. Okay, well, you know, their season will start in week three of the playoffs. I wonder sometimes if we take that I think granted. sometimes, and, I th- and, and, and and it's really kind of ridiculous to do that because winning a game is difficult, mm-hmm. and putting yourself in that position is even more difficult. And they've done the work to do that, and absolutely, you know, you should never, ever, ever take winning for granted. Well, think about this team. I mean, they won twenty games in a row. Wow, going back to last spring. In fact, this time last year, we were in the middle of the spring season mm-hmm. playing football. We talked about that yesterday when we were getting ready for the ceremony. 
wouldn't we like to be playing spring ball right now? And I said, yes, it would be fun because mm-hmm. it, it was a it was a blast last year. But to win twenty games in a row, I mean that's that's incredible at that level. At any level, I it mean, is. really, at any it level, is. it is. And, and and to do what they they've done, pretty impressive, mm-hmm. pretty darn impressive. But sometimes I think. You know, I, it, it kind of reminds me when Coach Landry was was coaching the Cowboys mm-hmm. uh, back in the seventies, and you know, where hey, look, the season didn't begin until they got to the playoffs. I think they made the playoffs like seventeen straight seasons or something like that. It was it was crazy, and you just you just took winning for granted. I mean, you know, fans would sit in the stands and they'd applaud, but I mean, it wasn't that fanatic because they knew they were going to win. I mean, right. they had built. The program was such that you just knew they were going to win. I mean, and if they didn't, and you were incredibly surprised. Or if they even got challenged, you were yeah, surprised right. sometimes. Well, and I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, you were talking about spring football for UMHB. Didn't they go over to East Texas in, in one of those spring games? Yeah, the it was the last game. Yeah, it was, it was nip and tuck. Yeah, it was a dogfight at East Texas. Yeah. And, you know, and, and go, back, go back to uh, the championship game in Abilene against Hardin-Simmons mm-hmm. for that conference championship. To keep that streak rolling last spring, you know that was a that was a dogfight too. They were able to come back and, and win that game, and then fast forward to the Harden Simmons this this year, they were down twenty one to nothing at halftime. Wow! And, and you you could you could drop a pin in that stadium uh, going into the locker room because you know except on the visiting side they had a good crowd, but on the home side it was it was shock. Yeah, that they, they, they were down twenty-one to nothing. Well, because that that just that doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> but yes, it does. I mean, it's called competition. Mm-hmm. But but they've built such a program that I, I think that that the game expectation faulted them to the national championship. I really do. That Harden Simmons game this past fall. I think that that you know coming back and winning mm-hmm. that game uh, and, and fighting through that. I think that game. I look back at that game and it. I think it pushed them to the point to where they were able to win that national championship as convincingly as they were able to do. Did it give them a little swagger to say, hey, you know what, uh, we don't want this to happen, but if if we do find ourselves trailing or in a hole or not playing well, that w- we know we have the ability to, to come back against anybody? I think that's a great point. Yeah, I think it did. I really do think it, it helped them understand that, hey, there's there's nothing we can't overcome right now. Yeah, well, and I stop and think about, you know, like uh, programs like Crawford, uh, programs around here like Mart, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, where, you know, there's an expectation, and you're like, hang on, this is not easy. No, it's not. There's nothing easy about it. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it, Mm -hmm. you know? If all you had to do is roll the ball out there, then everybody would be doing it. They built a program to where the expectation is – Win or else, but that it's just not that simple. No, it's not. It absolutely isn't. You know, and, and there's a lot of programs that, you know, that win at a high level, 85, 90%, 95%. And sometimes I think we all just take it for granted. Hey, they're going to, you know, you know, I think when we were looking at realignment, okay, where are they going to be in, in round two? You know, who the, who's in their region that can that can challenge them? Well, hell, they got to get there first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and we just assume they're all going to get there mm-hmm. because they all have gotten there yeah, in you, the past. It's, you expect it's, it. Yeah, absolutely. So when you when when you look at what UMHB has done, and it, it really is what Pete Fredenberg and his his group did down there and have done down there, it really is truly amazing.
It, it is. It, it's it's an amazing program of what they've been able to sustain and, and be able to do on a year-in and year-out basis, especially, you know, climbing to the top the way they have. I mean, they went for, for several years where, you know, it was Whitewater that was mm-hmm. standing in their way or Mountain Union was standing in their way, and they just couldn't get over that hump. Well, once they got over that hump, they've, they've been able to, you know, understand what it takes to, to beat those type of teams and are able to do it. What, what, what's the old saying? It's hard to build a winner, but it's even harder to maintain a winner. Yeah, sustain it's even harder. Yeah, because yeah, we talk about Baylor basketball, uh, the big bullseye. Do you think anybody feels sorry that Baylor's got three or four injuries that th- they're fighting through? No. Absolutely Heck, not. No, they don't. No, no that, that doesn't go into the account. You know, they're like, yeah, that's, that's your problem, mm-hmm. you know? And, and look, and that's just – part of the part of the deal and, and so yeah i mean when, when you're when you're at the top of the hill everybody's trying to knock you off that hill any way they can absolutely look at arkansas and auburn last night mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean i mean i don't know if anybody we're going to talk about it in our next segment uh but that was a knockdown drag out right and, and make no mistake about it the arena was full Yes, they support their Arkansas Razorbacks up there, and they always have, and they always will. But make no mistake about it. Number one came to town, and they wanted to be there. And they wanted to see. They wanted to say, we were there when we knocked off the number one team of the country. Sure. Absolutely. You know, when number one comes to town, everybody shows up. And that's every night. That's every night. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the Auburn Tigers can ask Scott Drew. That every night when the number one team comes into town, that bullseye, go get those dudes right there. Mm-hmm. We don't care about Saturday's game. It's tonight's game. Yep. Right. And that's just the way it is. All right, uh, 10 after 7. We will talk a little bit about that coming up in a few minutes. We're also going to visit with Ryan Gilbert. He's from uh, uh, GoPowerCat.com, 247 Sports, K-State 247 Sports. Baylor playing Kansas State both at home and on the road with the men and the women. We'll talk about that coming up on the program today. Jeff Wilson's going to get us up to date on what's going on with Major League Baseball. Uh, I don't think it's very pretty right now, fellas. I just don't, you know, our, our pitchers and catchers, they're scheduled to report here in the next few the 13th, days. 13th, I thought. And it, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. No, it's not happening. Not It's not going to happen in four days. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia got a big win last night, stopping a what was it about a fifty-five game loot? No, I'm kidding. It, it felt it like it didn't. Yeah. It, it <laughs> felt like. I mean, they stopped a, and TCU got a win. They just continued to to, uh, to to play well, and so we'll talk to Stephen Simcox about the frogs. And, and I think when you look at the Big Twelve standings now, you you could see the separation. Who's there? Who's not there? And TCU's kind of moved themselves into the who's there category. So we'll get into all that. That's that's what we got lined up for you. We'll continue talking a little bit about the Super Bowl 56 that is coming up on Sunday. And you're right, Ward. Uh, I heard Keyshawn Johnson this morning talking about the, the Rams. Mm-hmm. They're all staying at their house. The, yeah. They're not in a hotel, which is a little surprising to me that this week, I thought maybe last week, mm-hmm. but this week he would put them all and make sure that they're all, you know, no one's out at 11 o'clock at night or whatever. The Nope. They're, he, Keyshawn said this morning on uh, on their program uh, that that the players are staying in, in, in their homes. I think that's kind of 
I, with the concern and how we've had to deal with COVID, it seems like you would want everybody in one spot. That way you don't have like a the day of Matt Stafford test positive or yeah, something. Yeah, that's a good like, point. from his kid. Yeah, but I mean, they've been able to navigate. Now they know how to navigate it at home because they've been doing it for so long. Maybe that's that's okay. And there's something to be said about sleeping in your own bed and, and going oh, yeah, through your own yeah. routine. I mean, I think that that's a, you know, if you can get away with it, do it. Go for it. <laughs> You're playing at home. You can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's the only home field advantage they're going to have because the fans ain't going to be it. Well, no, I mean, the, the NFL is going to make sure that that it's, you know, that it's a balanced deal. And, you know, so that, I mean, and then, of course, I don't know if you guys have gone online and looked at ticket prices it's just for fun. Unbelievable. It is crazy. <laughs> I mean, absolutely crazy how expensive those things are. All right, uh, 7-12, 12 minutes after 7 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we are brought to you in part by our good friends at ProStar Rental. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all your equipment rental needs. They have an a, uh, aerial equipment t- to rent, uh, including uh, boom lifts and forklifts. And don't forget, they also rent bulldozers. They're at 2308 Robinson Drive in Waco and in Belton on I-35. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The warm weather continues here in Central Texas as we'll see mostly sunny skies today and highs topping out at 70 degrees. Clear skies tonight, very quiet conditions, lows drop to 34 and mostly sunny continued mild tomorrow with a high of 71. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball, all season long. The Baylor women, home in the Farrell Center Wednesday, hosting Kansas State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Tune in to the new broadcast crew of Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm, all season long, for Baylor Women's Basketball. This Wednesday on 104.9 FM. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. 
Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. All right, 716, 16 after 7 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuel Studios, Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us this morning. Uh, again, today they continue with the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show. Uh, the show uh, is uh, is going on over at the Extraco Event Center. And, uh, man, they've got 15 local FFA chapters and six McLennan County 4-H clubs. And, uh, again, it all comes together on Friday night with the uh, sale of champions. So, uh, we're going to be over there for that. It should be a lot of fun. So a lot of things going on there. And uh, we'll talk with some of the folks. Uh, I, I think tomorrow uh, we're going to talk with Kathy from uh, the uh, the show over there. But uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we had Chloe McLennan from La Vega mm-hmm. on yesterday. I, you know, you, you could tell she was jazzed up about it. And she's been doing it since the third grade. And she's a senior in high school at La Vega. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. So. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll have Kathy Cook on the program tomorrow, uh, talking more about uh, what's coming up on Friday and and how you as the community can be a part of this thing. All right, uh, so today uh, coming up uh, in about forty five minutes, they're going to be showing rabbits at ten o'clock steers, one o'clock uh, heifers, and uh, that uh, that's what's coming up today. Uh, Thursday they'll have turkey and broilers and uh, swine and. And then on Friday, the uh, Ag Mechanic Show at eight, and so, and then uh, all the judging and all that stuff, and then the uh, then the sale of champions Friday night. So, it's a great event. It's been going on since about 1980, and and it raises a lot of money, and it um, and they turn that money into scholarships for kiddos to go to school. So, uh, very very nice, very cool program. We're glad to be a part of it. All right, uh, eight uh, eighteen after seven this morning. Uh, did did anybody get to watch any basketball? I, I know you guys were you, you were covering basketball and, and you were doing the the Belton uh, the UMHB event. I, let me just say this: that Arkansas Auburn game. I'm telling you, man. We talked about Texas and Kansas the other night. How they probably need to put shoulder pads and helmets on them. That was the same deal last night. That was a physical, physical basketball game, and, and literally. I would hate to be the guy in the striped shirt because you literally could have called a foul on everything. I like the fact, though, that over the past two days, we've talked about basketball, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been the overwhelming number of fouls. It hasn't been the whining. It's been, okay, we're playing physical. We're letting them play. That It's like a breath of fresh air. To I, I, I'm with you. I like it. I mean, 
You know, <laughs> what was the old adage? <laughs> if, if they're not bleeding, it's not a foul. <laughs> Good. <laughs> when you're pl- when you're playing with your buddies, you know, you know, shrug the, it off. You'll be gym. fine. Yeah, if you if you can't show me blood, then it's not a foul. But man, guys, I'm gonna tell you, uh, I, just watching Arkansas last night and 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 the uh, the J J D Note, mm-hmm. that dude, 41 minutes. 28 points, and really just kind of put Arkansas on his shoulders. Now, I would tell you, there were, there were times, and I don't know if it was the defense, but there were times where neither team could throw the ball in the ocean. I mean, it was not that high you know, percentage game. It, it was, in fact, it played down into the 50s until they went to overtime. Uh, but, man, oh, man, was it a physical basketball game. I think Arkansas – did a really good job of taking Auburn out of their element, not letting them, you know, get into those transition no, uh, opportunities to create buckets, and that really helped them. And anytime that you could force nineteen turnovers, you're going to win a lot of basketball games, and that's exactly what Arkansas was able to do last night. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it, it it helped that that Kessler fouled out of the game for yeah, Auburn and was not available in overtime. But uh, yeah, but good, Arkansas man. Arkansas made a heck of oh yeah he's good and he's seven foot he's one by good. the way uh, and he could shoot the three like nobody's business and he did last night but uh, uh, in fact well he was two for five from three point land but yeah uh, sixteen points fouled out of the game but look so here's my question last year I think it was pretty clear and you guys may disagree but to me it was pretty clear that. It was Gonzaga and Baylor that everybody was talking about. Gonzaga and Baylor. Baylor and Gonzaga. I mean, those were the two teams that everybody was talking about. Uh, those were the two teams that everybody expected to get there. Who are those two teams this year? I don't know who they are right now. And I don't know that you can point your finger at, at two teams that are just, okay, we're going to see these two in the finals or these are our circle these two and they're going to be there. I, I don't think – I don't think the basketball's in that place right now. And that's 100% correct in my opinion. We were t- Garrett yeah. and I were talking about it uh, this morning. I, I, I don't think there's two you can circle right now. You really can't. I mean, when you look, I mean, there's at least five teams. I mean, you could say Purdue has a great opportunity. Arizona, uh, Gonzaga, Auburn, Baylor. I mean, there's, there's a ton. The field is wide open. And I think as much as we harp and – it's people dislike the transfer portal. I think in college basketball, it has helped so much create parity across the board, uh, especially these past two seasons. I'm going to keep my eye on a dark horse. Well, I'm not even going to call him a dark horse. I'm going to keep my eye on a team that has gotten some conversation, probably deserves more conversation, and they're out in Lubbock, Texas. I agree. Texas Tech Red Raiders. Yeah, that's a heck of a good basketball team. Now they're getting some love, but are they getting all of the love they deserve? And they don't care, by the way, because there's a thing called a tournament, right? And, and so you, you win, you advance. Here's the one thing I will say, and this is we, we've talked about this. You want to put yourself in a position to where you're 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 sitting in a a, a better seed because you don't look. You win, you advance. I get that. But you also, I think you you don't want to be in that seven. You know, that's that's what's going to depend on for Texas Tech, a team like that. And, and there's probably a handful of teams out there right now that are in that same boat. Maybe not as 
wide open as it is for them. But it's all for that team. It's all going to depend on where they get seated. Mm-hmm. If they get the favorable seed, they've got a chance. If they don't, it's going to be a difficult ride for them. Right, I, I totally agree, and and that's what winning basketball games does for you. And I'll tell you something else. And this may sound like it's Hunt and it's Homer stuff, but if and I don't know that they're going to, you know, I mean, but if this team can get healthy, when this team was completely healthy, and, and Scott Drew had the rotations. That he wanted. They rolled off 15 in a row. 15 in a row. And they beat good basketball teams, kids. They beat really, really good basketball teams. They won on the home. They won at home. They won on neutral sites. They won on the road. This is a really, really good team when they're 100% healthy. But unfortunately, over the last several weeks, they've had as many as four, four guys injured. And when you don't have your rotation – and when guys are having to play in different spots, Flagler at the point instead of Akinjo. I mean, you can go on and on. Mm-hmm. This team has been four and four. Well, the inexperience starts showing on this team. And look, you know, they graduated a lot from that national championship team, and they tried to fill the holes that they had. Luckily, they were able to do that in the early part of the season. Mm-hmm. But then you saw injury come in, and they didn't have that depth, and they didn't have the opportunity where they could just plug and play. And, you know, it, look, it, they're going to have to get healthy if they want to make a run at this. I think for Baylor, if I'm a Baylor fan and I'm looking at this team, I would more, I would be more concerned with them. I wouldn't really worry about the, the end of the schedule, right? Like, if you take a couple of losses, I don't care as long as you're – actually, I wouldn't even mind getting bounced the first game or the first round of the Big 12 tournament. I think it would be ideal for up. this team. I think that they need that. Depending on where they're sitting. I mean, are, are they a, are they are they a pretty much a lock at one, two, three, four? So, I mean, if they're seven or eight, I, man, I'm I'm telling you, I think you you got to play for a seed then. But I think their resume has done enough to this point to where they're not going to have to worry about that situation. I think they've taken care of business, you know, throughout the year so far that if they do, you know, take an early exit in the Big Twelve tournament, it's not going to impact them. In if the if March they're Madness. already a four or a seven going into the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah. Winning the Big 12 tournament is not going to change that a whole lot. In my it, man, I mean, I don't I mean, know. They're good enough to to make it through whatever bracket if they fall to that seed. Well, I was I was looking today or or, or this morning, I think. Uh, last week, you know, Jerry Palm. Yeah, and and again, I know this is this is guesstimation, but I mean, it's it's an educated guess when it comes to to those dudes. Uh, I was looking at the bracketology. They were a one seed in the South, right? They were the number one seed mm-hmm. in the South. Uh, today, they're a number three seed. I mean, if you don't win games now, you're going to start to, you know, because other guys are winning games. Yeah, I mean. But if you're healthy, then I think that they can climb back from wherever they're seated. I, that, that's the thing. And that's the whole deal. You got to get healthy. And and is LJ Cryer, you know, is he going to play tonight? That's a good question. You know, you know, and I understand that Akinjo's playing. But how much pain is he playing with? I mean, how much are these guys, and how much is Flagler? Uh, what's his pain tolerance? I know mm-hmm. he's playing, but how much? How much is how much pain is is he going through when he's on the floor? See, that's another thing. Like tonight, you can't expect Flagler to be your leading scorer. He, he, there's no reason that he should have come off a knee injury and been their leading scorer the other night. That's ridiculous. Well, this is a guard-oriented basketball team, and guards are going to score. For this team, that's just the way it is. Uh, Seven twenty-seven. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to dive into some BUK State 
in just a couple of minutes when Ryan Gilbert from 247 Sports joins us. But right now, I want to talk about uh, the brokerage house where you could sell your home in five days. Five days. That's right. The brokerage house guarantees they'll sell your home in five days or less, or they're going to buy it for a price that you agree upon prior to listing your home. The brokerage house is your connection to buyers from uh, not only around Central Texas, but across the country and across the world. It uh, if if you know if you're going to sell your home, you better let Aaron Ryan and the folks at the brokerage house take care of it for you. The brokerage house and Aaron have a proven program that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. If you want more information, uh, go to Five Days Sold. Dot com. Five days to sold.com. That's the number five. The number five days to sold.com or call Aaron at 817-812-2978. We're talking about the brokerage house. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm not saying he hasn't been critical of coaches at times, but for him to be that overt, you know, saying it's a pet peeve, it seems to be almost a direct reaction to what Mike McCarthy was saying the other day, like, hey, we're going to work on this in the offseason. Oh, this is going to be something we did get done. Well, he didn't like hearing that. Jerry didn't, and he was pretty direct with it. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. There will be another change at the top of the college basketball top 20. Number one, Auburn lost in overtime to Arkansas last night, 80-76. That stops the Tigers' 19-game winning streak. 
There's basketball at the Farrell Center tonight as Baylor hosts Kansas State. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Baylor men, meanwhile, are in Manhattan for a 7 o'clock tip-off against the Wildcats. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. The MCC Highlanders go for their 22nd win of the season, hosting Weatherford at the Highlands Gym. The Highlashies are also in action against Weatherford, and that starts the basketball doubleheader at 5 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 732, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Garrett Ross. We're glad you're with us. Hey, it is Baylor and Kansas State tonight, both uh, men and women. Now, the uh, the men's game right here on ESPN Central Texas, the women's game on our sister station, 104.9 Star FM, both pregames at 630 with both tip-offs just after 7 o'clock. Let's talk Baylor and K-State. Let's welcome in Ryan Gilbert from 247 Sports and GoPowerCat.com. Ryan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? This doing great. We're, we're, we're going to start a little different this morning. One of the things that we were just discussing uh, was the, the state of college basketball, particularly on the men's side. Arkansas wins last night uh, in Fayetteville over, over Auburn. And we were just talking, are there two teams where you can just kind of circle and say, hey, these are the two teams that are headed to to the championship? Can can you are, – are there two teams in your mind that are clear-cut ahead of everybody else? You know what? I don't think so. And I don't keep, you know, an insanely, you know, tight pulse on the rest of the college basketball world. But, I mean, even within the Big 12, there's so many teams um, that seem like they have a run, uh, um, the capability to make a run, that is. So, and you look at, you know, just the lines on some of these games, you know, a lot of people know that these games are going to be close. Auburn was just, I think, a one-point favorite last night. So, I don't think there's really a clear cut. You know, Purdue played well last night, but again, every team is susceptible on any given night. So, I think college basketball is as is, is wide open as it's ever been, ever been personally. Tonight's game against the Bears, Kansas State, how imperative is it for them to try to slow this game down? Because it seems like that that works in their favor when they're able to do that at home. Yeah, this is, I think, arguably K-State's toughest matchup within the Big 12. Baylor's athleticism and physicality is something that really doesn't pair well with Kansas State's roster. The guards for Kansas State have played exceptionally well as of late. But when you look at the pigs for Kansas State, you know, K-State's uh, I guess best big man Davion Bradford is dealing with the hip injury as of late. He had step throat pneumonia um, when the season started, so he's nowhere near 100. percent And you can just you can see that on the court. And his backup Casey Eziegu has also just been banged up all year long. So K State's very thin at the post position, and, and slowing that game down, like you mentioned, is key. Uh, the guards, like I mentioned, have stepped up in, in a big way for Kansas State on this little two-game win streak that they've got going. Um, but if it wants to get to get going to three, you know, just slowing down the game and, and being physical. And that was what really we saw the first game um, in Waco just a few weeks ago that Baylor was just the more physical team and, and they were ready to play. I think Kansas State might have overlooked that game just a little bit. And, and not to say that the Wildcats were, were writing that one off as a loss, but, uh, you know, I think Bruce Weber knew where to have his team investing their time and energy. And I don't know if, if getting his team ready for Baylor last time around was 
with some of his best work. So we'll see if K-State's ready for this one. Um, you know, being uh, being physical is going to be going to be uh, key tonight. There's no question about that one. Ryan, and kind of looking back at that game, Nigel Pack was really held in check by Baylor. He led the team in scoring with 13 points, but by his standards, that was really an off night. They they took him out of position. They didn't let him get any good open shots. With Baylor being shorthanded tonight, how do you see Nigel Pack pairing up against these guards uh, that Baylor has? Well, Nigel Pack is playing his best basketball of his career. I don't think that there's there's many people that are going to argue that. Um, you know, Kansas State, uh, Marquise Noel is has been basically his right hand man here, um, as a five foot seven, however tall he is, as a little guard. And they work well with each other. They get each other open. And I think Nigel Pack is a better player because of Marquise Noel. Um, so the more that they can both, you know, one can get involved, that opens up the court for for the other one. And I think getting into the season, the plan was just to kind of have. You know, Noel be the backup to Nigel Pack, and that's really kind of changed as the season's gone on. That that they do thrive when on the court together. So you know, if K State does want a chance to pull off the upset, obviously a, a boost from Noel would help. But Pack is definitely, you know, K State's biggest score. If you're looking at things from a Baylor perspective, he is that one guy that you really gotta um, put a focus on and stop because. I mean, we saw it against Kansas, dropped 35 points just a few weeks ago, and obviously K-State um, didn't pick up the win in that game, so that result kind of overlooks his uh, his performance. But Pack is, is really playing his best basketball, and against a shorthanded team like Baylor, um, you know, you've got a good opportunity uh, playing at home to maybe pick up a win and, and steal one here in the Big 12. K-State lost uh, to Kansas. Like I mentioned, they blew a 17-point lead. K-State blew, I think, a six-point lead in the last minute against TCU a couple games before that. So the Wildcats have kind of had some games stolen from them. Maybe this is the night where they can steal a game. Who knows for Kansas State? I mean, you just look at the the season with a broad brush here for Kansas State. They are near the bubble line. They're still maybe one or two key wins away from really being in that conversation. But, you know, they're, they're hovering just just you know, within arm's length of that bubble. They're going to need a win here at some point. You know, the season's only so long. Time is running out to that win. If you're Bruce Weber, you've got to pitch to your guys and say, hey, now's the opportunity that you've got. Ryan, at 12-10 and 4-6 and and at this juncture of the season, what were the expectations, and is this team kind of where, where you thought they'd be? I was rather optimistic with this team. Uh, a little disappointed, I think, Kansas State. Like I mentioned, they've let a few games slip away. Uh, so, you know, this is a team that could be, you know, I don't know, 14-8 and eight or, or, you know, a few games better than it is. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they've, they've had a few games that they've kind of needed some, I wouldn't say prayers, but, you know, they've had the win probability drop down near zero before, you know, picking up a win. So, uh, you know, I think 12-10, and 4-6 overall is, I'm a, I guess I would be a little disappointed if you'd tell me that before the season. Um, but Kansas State, you know, Nigel Pack missed a few games um, late in the non-conference slate. Obviously missing those games with a concussion, uh, you know, it's it's tough to get back in your groove. And I, I think Nigel Pack wasn't really 100% for probably a few weeks after that. So K-State had, you know, seven scholarship players for, games against I believe it was Texas and West Virginia early on in the Big 12 conference play so they've had some you know hardships but let's be real I think every every team in the conference and certainly in America 
has dealt with some sort of adversity, whether that's COVID injuries or anything in between. So, you know, I think K-State's, they're starting to play some some good basketball over the last couple of games. And, and you know, this team is showing us that they are capable of doing some good things. But at the same time, you know, these losses that they've got, you know, Ole Miss is the one that I think really is going to stick out, the one that happened in the Big 12 SEC Challenge a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, I'm like you to answer the question, though, I, I would say I'm a little disappointed. But you know what? There is still there is still something left in the tank. And, and the season is not over. It's, it's not a wash yet. But you got to start getting some wins soon. Ryan, in all reality, though, if this team can get a couple more wins, that could vault them into the NIT tournament. Is that a win for this program to get into the NIT tournament and make some noise? I wouldn't say so. And just from a fan base perspective, I don't think there's there's really much excitement about the NIT. And and Bruce Weber, let's be honest here, he's fighting for his job. Uh, there's no doubt about that. A lot of people want him gone, and I don't think the NIT is going to be enough to really, you know, make a case to say, hey, I, I've got this team in a good spot. Now, I personally believe that. You know, if Nigel Pack can stay around and, and Bruce Weber can keep this core going, I think K-State's got a great future ahead in the next couple of years. But, you know, I don't know if, if the NIT is really going to be enough. Uh, I, I think it's always funny to say that Bruce Weber does just enough to keep his job, whether that's make the NCAA tournament, whether that's, you know, somebody transfers out and he brings in a good transfer. There's always something to hold on to, it feels like, with Bruce Weber. He does just enough. To, to save his job. And I don't know what that's going to be this year, whether that be the NIT or the NCAA tournament, but I don't think many ha many fans will be happy with the NIT. I really don't. Uh, you know, I think the NCAA tournament uh, could could really decide Bruce Weber's job at the end of the year. Ryan, let's uh, flip, uh, flip gears here. Uh, here in Waco, there should be a heck of a matchup between Baylor and Kansas State. Uh, both these teams – you know, on paper, look like you know they're dead. even Baylor at seventeen and five, seven and three in the league, and Kansas State at seventeen and six, seven and four in the league. This could be a heck of a game tonight here in Waco. Yeah, and we're getting a little bit of a, a taste of your own medicine here in, in Manhattan as our women's team is actually you know being you know they're ranked, they're a good team, and Ioka Lee is is certainly the storyline for that game. I don't know if if there's much else to say if Ioka Lee she, she set the. Uh, NCAA tournament scoring record in a single game earlier this season. So, you know, if the, the Lady Bears want any chance to win that game, you got to stop Ioka Lee. But other than that, I think K-State's got a, you know, beatable team. Jeff Mitty is uh, the head coach for Kansas State. He's done a great job this season. Uh, but overall, you know, his time in Manhattan has been sort of a little mediocre. So should be a good game. And, and honestly, there is, for once, with K-State basketball, at least in my lifetime, there is some true excitement surrounding that team. So should be a fun one uh, down there in Waco and also up here in Manhattan with the men's game. Hey, uh, what are you working on right now for GoPowerCat.com? Uh, in specific? Yeah, yeah, please. Um, as far as my role goes, I'm sorry. No, no, I mean, what, what do you got coming up? I mean, what can, what can readers go, uh, go, go, go look at? Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, for me personally, I won't have anything as far as preparation for this game, but I'm a part of our podcast that I'll drop probably tomorrow after the game for, for some sort of reaction. But uh, just staff writing and, and podcasting are kind of my main duties. But as of, as of right now, I hate to disappoint you, but uh, not much cooking on the plate. Hey, Ryan, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much today. Yep, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so Talk much. Talk to you soon. One. That is uh, Ryan Gilbert, and he's with 247 Sports. It is uh, 743. We're 17 away from 8. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas.
recently on Game Time. We are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life. This is what happens. Things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three vote for judge ryan luna early voting ends february 25th to learn more visit ryanlunatx.com political ad paid for by the judge ryan luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the judicial campaign fairness act espn radio sports center 
I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. There will be another change at the top of the college basketball top 20. Number one, Auburn lost in overtime to Arkansas last night, 80-76. That stops the Tigers' 19-game winning streak. There's basketball at the Farrell Center tonight as Baylor hosts Kansas State. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Baylor men, meanwhile, are in Manhattan for a 7 o'clock tip-off against the Wildcats. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. The MCC Highlanders go for their 22nd win of the season, hosting Weatherford at the Highlands Gym. The High Lassies are also in action against Weatherford, and that starts the basketball doubleheader at 5 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Seven forty-eight. We're a dozen minutes away from eight o'clock. Drive safely on your way to work or to school this morning, Tom and. Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and uh, we are brought to you in part this morning by Goodfeet in the Central Texas Marketplace and by VersaLift Southwest, now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs at 7601 Imperial Drive, and also by ProStar Rental. So uh, appreciate those folks for bringing you game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, we, were, we were talking about it with Ryan just a few minutes ago, but guys, this is a this is a big night for both clubs. Uh and for different reasons, uh, you know, the Baylor women, uh, they started conference play 0-2, and then they won five straight, then dropped the ball game. They've won seven of their, their last eight games, and they're going to play a very talented Kansas State team tonight. The Baylor men coming off that, that game Saturday that they just soon forget. And, you know, they're, they're, and I realize Kansas State's 12-10 and 10 and they're 4-6 in the league, but that's never an easy place to play when you go to Manhattan. So – uh, and you're playing with, with injuries, and you've got to find a way to go get a win. I mean, they've got to go get this win, in my opinion. I, I don't think that – to me, I think Baylor, regardless of how healthy they are or not, is more than capable of going up in Manhattan. And this team isn't going to drop two road games in a row. I, I just – I feel like their mindset, that just that nasty taste in your mouth from Kansas, isn't going to let you leave that state dropping two games in a row. I hope you're right. Uh, I just don't see it. But – Again, this is you know last year they they I don't care where they played they were going to go win basketball games and and look that's how this thing started as as we all noted at fifteen and zero but four and four because of injuries and look they they lost at Alabama they they lost at, at Kansas I mean uh, and and I know the, the but st- and I know Kansas State's not Alabama and it's certainly not KU but again in this league on your home floor. It's a, it's an advantage. It is, but I think the atmospheres and the level of competition. Alabama and Kansas are legit. I mean, March Madness teams. They're going to make deep runs, Elite Eight, you know, Sweet Sixteen teams. Kansas State might make the NIT, and, and I'm not saying you can overlook them, but this is a different team that they're facing this go round. No, you can't overlook them, but I I, I do agree that it, with Garrett that this is a game that you should walk in play sound basketball, and walk out with a W. Yep. See, and, and I'll say this to you guys. I don't think there's such a thing in this league where you walk in, play sound. I think you got to play at a high level every time you go on the floor in this league. I think this league is that good. You guys keep talking about NIT with Kansas State. This team's not that far away from the NCAA They're tournament. They're not making the tournament. 
This team is not going to make the tournament. Well, they may not, but I'm telling you, today at 12 and 10, they're not that far away removed. And a win over a top 10 team in the country, how far does that go? I mean, that could definitely help them. Now, if they beat Baylor, that's definitely going to put some eyes on them as well. Maybe, you know, get them off that bubble. But I just don't. I, I just do not see Baylor going in there and losing to this Kansas State team. I, I just don't see it. I'm with you. But, I mean, you've got to play – you got to play. I, I don't want to say at an elite level, but you got to play at a high level, or you're going to get beat. Look, they're talking about seven, eight teams making the tournament out of this league because this league is that good. So teams that have quote unquote average records to bad records, they're still considered good basketball teams in this league. They are. I mean, this league is that's where you are with this league. Now, I agree, but I just don't think Kansas is one of those teams in the conversation. I mean, Kansas State, excuse me, is one of the teams in the conversation. I just don't. To me, I, I think they're a step away mm-hmm. from being that team. I mean, they've got a couple of good good pieces to the puzzle, but they don't have enough to sustain it. That's the thing, the depth. It, 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 Baylor's bench will probably be the biggest difference in this game. Uh, if you can get – because they, they get 10 to 12 points per game off their bench pretty much. I mean, I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Well, we're going to find out at 6.30 tonight yeah. uh, with the pregame at 7 o'clock with the tip. John and David Kay's going to be working with uh, John Morris today. And uh, that game will be right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Derek and Sophia will be on our sister station, 104.9 FM. That's Star FM, 104.9 Star FM. And that'll be coming up tonight at 6.30. And I think that has the makings to be a, a heck of a game. We have rarely had a night where we've had both the Baylor men and the Baylor women playing at the same time. I think the league has done a great job of, of moving games and keeping things away. Look how many Tuesday night games the, uh, the Baylor men have had this year. Uh, and then had a big Monday. I mean, they've done a really good job of, of keeping. And then on the weekend, the Baylor women have had a lot of Sunday games. And then like this weekend, Baylor men are going to play early. The Baylor women are going to play late. We've, we just haven't had a lot of what we call broadcast conflicts, but we do tonight. Uh, unfortunately, do you think that's like a the one maybe benefit of ESPN Plus is having more access to plug them in there, like and not have those times stacked up? It, it, well, I think it all depends on when ESPN Television, right? Not not ESPN Plus streaming. I think ESPN Television is dictating a lot of this. As is CBS. I mean, there's been some CBS games. We got a CBS game this Saturday. Uh, it's not you know not not Baylor, but in the league, right? Uh, there's a CBS game, but I mean, when you stop and look at the conference standings. Uh, now look, Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas, and TCU have kind of separated, but Kansas State's kind of hanging around right there in the middle. Then it then it dips to Oklahoma State, uh, who's not not eligible, and uh, and then West Virginia and Oklahoma. I'll tell you, for me, and then down at the bottom is Iowa State. The big disappointment in this league has been Iowa State. I thought Iowa State had an opportunity to be one of those teams, uh, but man, oh man. They went and got thumped last night by West Virginia, and West Virginia was on a skid, a uh, five- or six-game skid, and West Virginia took them, to the, took them out back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think both of those teams, West Virginia and Iowa State, have kind of been disappointing this year. You have you know, really sound mm-hmm. systems. You have great coaches in place, and for whatever reason, you know, and it's crazy because we see teams like Tech who've had so much turnover. They were able to go out to the transfer portal, bring guys in, and add stability, and you would think that Iowa State and West Virginia would have been able to do the same thing, but for whatever reason, they just can't put it together. All right, uh, 7.55, and again, tonight here on ESPN Central Texas, it is Baylor and Kansas State. 
on the men's side and over on our sister station, 104.9, it is Baylor and Kansas State women, and that'll be coming up at 6.30 as well. It is 7.55. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And uh, let's bring in John Morris, the voice of the Bears, with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, it's Baylor versus K-State times two tonight. The men in Manhattan, the women in Waco. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat from the Little Apple of Manhattan, Kansas, where tonight the 10th-ranked Baylor Bears take on the Kansas State Wildcats. Baylor at 19-4 on the season. They're 7-3 in Big 12 conference play, looking to bounce back from Saturday's loss at Kansas Taking on a dangerous K-State team tonight that's 12-10 on the season, 4-6 in the league. We'll be on the air at 6.30, tip-off at 7 tonight here on ESPN Central Texas for Baylor and Kansas State TV tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Meanwhile, the 10th-ranked Baylor women hosting Kansas State in the Farrell Center tonight. Baylor at 7-3 in Big 12 conference play, coming off back-to-back sweeps of Texas this past weekend and looking to continue their upward trajectory. Here's women's basketball coach Nikki Collin. Every game is important for us, you know. I mean, we, 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 we haven't changed our goals. Um, we certainly need some help, especially with, with Oklahoma at this point because they swept us. Um, but we've got to take one game at a time, and we can't stay in the race if we don't win this one. But if we win this one, um, you know, we're, we don't maybe stay in the race if we lose to West Virginia. So um, is this game big? Yes, because it's the one that's next. Um, um, and, and hopefully we, we play well tomorrow night, and then it becomes the, the next most important game is the one that's next up on our schedule. And so that's the only way we can take it. You know, it's not like we're sitting here with a two-game lead and, and looking who's in front of us and, you know, what games can we lose and what games can we not. We need to win every game, you know, but but um, we're going to show up and try to win every game. And so um, so, no, I, I think this this just is another opportunity. Look, I, I don't I, I got to believe every kid in my locker room believes that, um, you know, we can and should win this game and and that 
um, and losing one to them, you're you're that much more motivated to come back and 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 compete at an even higher level um, to win this one. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women in action tonight in the Farrell Center versus Kansas State on the air at 6:30. Tip off at seven. The broadcast on 104.9 FM TV tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, we've got you covered. Plus, our friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. We have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And we have eight locations across Texas to serve you. Visit us online at ProStarRental.com for more information. ProStar Rental, we make work easier. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The Bears back on the road this Wednesday, headed to Manhattan to take on Kansas State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Baylor Men's Basketball, all season long, here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Straight up and down, 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program Jeff Wilson. Jeff covers the Rangers in Major League Baseball. And, and Jeff, first of all, are you going to have anything to cover this spring? <laughs> Good question. I, I, I haven't booked my room yet. I, I, you know, I've got a couple of places on hold, but they're, they're set to expire. So I, I, I think so. I just don't know when. I'm think I'm thinking probably the end of this month. I think that's that's my new guess. Okay, so if if it is the end of this month, how does that affect the start of the regular season? If pitchers well, and catchers are reporting at the end of February instead of the middle of February, sure. And and I mean it's it's not uh it's not insignificant, you know, because spring training is for the pitchers. I mean that that's why you have spring training so the pitchers can get built up and not get hurt. So. You know they're they're they have been throwing bullpen sessions you know uh, on their own that's that's that typical thing in the off seasons before camp so so they won't come in and be starting from scratch but you know you like to have a progression where you they start off at thirty pitches forty five and you know you kind of build it by fifteen or twenty each start so I, I think that what will happen is that the regular season you will see pitchers who go five innings and you know stop at sixty pitches even though they're feeling fine you know you really have to protect you really have to protect the pitcher so I think I think the first two weeks of the season let's say will look like the last two weeks of a normal spring training and um, I, that's not that's not bad I mean the first few weeks of spring training are pretty terrible but uh, you, you gotta you gotta have these pitchers for the long haul and you gotta take care of them and, and just letting them go unbridled there at the start of the season if they're not ready is a recipe for disaster. Jeff, at what point does this become a sense of urgency for Major League Baseball? Well, yeah, I, I've said this before. In, in baseball, everything gets done right at the last minute of a deadline. And, and they don't have a deadline for this. But I think that they've always had a soft deadline 
of March 1st um, to, to avoid losing regular season games. And so you, you can look at it that way and, you know, they have 18 days basically to, to get something done. And um, so I think there is an urgency factor. You know, last week was a disaster with you know, the MLB trying to call for a mediator and the players rejecting it. Uh, right now the owners are in Florida meeting. Rob Manfred's supposed to talk to them today. Uh, so I would expect that, that, Going forward from today, there will be a there will be an offer either I would say Friday or, or Monday to start the next week, and then things would pick up pretty precipitously. Because I really don't think there's a major issue here that that is uh, going to cause this thing to blow up. It's not like ninety four ninety five with with the salary cap. There, there's nothing here that it doesn't seem like they can find middle ground on. And that's what I was going to ask you. What 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 if anything is is the big hang, is the big hang up right now? Yeah, well, I, you know, players players want younger players to get paid more. You know, the minimum salary right now is a very nice five hundred and seventy thousand dollars, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, but but that's what players make for three years. Um, again, I wouldn't complain about it. Uh, we'd all but, struggle to make our make our mortgage payment on that. Yeah, but then but then you see guys who. Are contributing as much as some of these young guys who are making, you know, twenty million, thirty million. So I think they wanted to, you know, have a uh, more distribution of a higher pay across the spectrum. You know, average salaries have gone down the last two years. And I think another thing that that I don't really know that the owners have mentioned a lot is that tank, the the players do not like it when teams tank. Uh, the reason is because they don't. They're those teams aren't investing money which means there's less competition for players and less demand, you know, uh, more supply. So prices are going to go down. So that's a legitimate issue. And I think that's why you see the talk about uh, uh, a draft lottery so that it kind of takes away the guarantee of teams being able to, to tank from the number one spot. Now two, three, and four aren't bad, but, you know, I think the larger the lottery, the better. Uh, and, but I, I, th- those, are, those are two really big issues that, that are, are not being addressed. Uh, to the players' liking so far. How do, how does all this affect the Double A and Triple A levels right now in baseball? They're they're not affected. They they are not on you know pl- players who are on the forty man roster who are going to be in the minor leagues are affected by this. Like like Sam Huff for the Rangers, for instance, uh, he he can't participate in, in any minor league activities, even though he's likely to start the season in the minors, but. You know, the Rangers already have guys who are in Arizona getting ready. They're going to have a mini camp uh, on the 21st. Minor league camp report date is March 5th, and an opening day is April 5th or April 8th. So the minor leagues are going to start on time. But it's uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll be weird. It'll be a lot like last year, I guess. You know, the minor leagues had their own camp after the major league camp. But uh, minor league baseball is unaffected. It's a, it's a full go. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the announcement that I think came out yesterday where Major League Baseball said part of the collective bargaining agreement they will no longer uh, test uh, uh, for steroids. What, what's, what's going on there and what's that about? Well, you know, they're, they're not under a lockout. The, the teams and, and Major League Baseball, they're not allowed to have contact with players. You know, if you, if you go to MLB.com, for instance, all the mug shots are down of players. Uh, there, there's... Uh, when you go to the like the roster tab for a team, there's no mention of a 40-man roster. So it, it's it's they're I guess they're playing by 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 the rules, but um, 
by not testing, you know, the the, the joint drug uh, policy uh, is, is not being enforced, and so they're really um, playing with fire. I think, you know, are are there players who are really going to take that chance, you know, have because <laughs> and and hope that that the the, the cycle um, of steroids gets out of their system before they are tested. I don't know if, if players would do that. I'm sure there is somebody out there that would. You still see guys getting popped every once in a while, but um, that that's basically what it boils down to. And and, and maybe MLB is naive. Maybe they're hoping, hey, you know, players know better. But I don't know. It's an interesting can of worms that they've opened up for sure. Hey, will you feed that guy? <laughs> you know what? My wife just got home from working out, and uh, – <laughs> She's just sitting there with her headlights on, and so it's dry, it's dry, it's driving our poor little dog nuts. And <laughs> and she's getting older, and she's a uh, she she lets you know she's a little high maintenance. I hear you. <laughs> so, Talking with Jeff Wilson trying, from Substack. Away from her, <laughs> Jeff. For Ranger fans, what are they to expect when the lockout's over and this team takes the field? What are the expectations that you see from this team? Well, they're going to be better. You know, I. I that's I, I, easy to say because they lost 102 games last year, but they've got, they've got a chance to, you know, I think at best to be 500 when, when the lockout ends, it's going to be interesting because, you know, they still want to, they still want to acquire players. They, you know, you, you keep hearing Clayton Kershaw, uh, say Suzuki, the Japanese outfielder. Those are like the two big names that, that the Rangers are definitely interested in <clears throat> and, and whether they acquire them or not, uh, yeah, you know, obviously will be determined. Uh, but, you know, with the additions of Seeger and Simeon, uh, John Gray, Cole Calhoun, there, there's some veteran guys, um, which th- that that team after basically uh, the trade deadline did not have. So the young guys will have some veteran leadership. You, you have, you know, two really, really good middle infielders, um, elite caliber all-star players. Um, so, the, you know, the lineup's going to be deeper. They're going to score more runs more consistently. Uh, you still have to wonder about the pitching staff. You know, they're not going to invest a ton of money into it. Uh, they, they want young pitchers to develop still. I mean, they've, the Rangers have admitted that that despite these additions, it's still going to be hard for them to make up all this ground in the standings. So uh, we'll, we'll see. It'll be better. It'll be more entertaining for sure. They'll have a chance every night, whereas last year they, they really didn't have a chance. So, um It'll be a better brand of baseball. More people will want to watch it. I, I, I was just curious. I was thinking about this. Uh, w- with the way this club was has been put together, is there? and you've been around this for a long time, is there any way to judge Chris Woodward? I mean, do we know what kind of manager he's he is or is going to be when he has Major League Baseball talent across the board? I mean, do you got a good feel, a good sense for what for what Woody's about? Yeah, it's pretty funny because I told him last year, point blank, I said, I don't know if you're a good manager or not. And he and he he laughed and he said, I know I haven't had to win any games. So he he uh, he gets it. I mean, he he's obviously, you know, confident that that when the time comes, he'll be able to make the right matchups and get get everything right. But he he's he's been more like a, uh, you know, a a daycare instructor, a daycare leader and a a cheerleader and, and trying to get these kids trying to keep them alive, you know, from, from burying, burying their heads in the sand and, and trying to you know hide from the, the challenge. He's trying to 
keep them confident. And, and, uh, it's, it's pretty funny that you ask that because it's a legitimate thing and, and he knows it, you know, and, and, um, they, they feel like, you know, the Rangers feel like they hired him obviously because of his energy, how, how much he uh, has adapted to analytics. He came from a winning organization, the Dodgers. Uh, he was involved in that as their third base coach. So, you know, he knows strategy. He, he, he just hasn't had to apply it. And then, uh, that's a pretty good observation. Like I said, because, uh, it's true. It's true. We, we don't know how Chris Woodward, the game manager is. At what point do we know? And at what point does that seat start getting hot for Chris? You know, I, I think he's still got this year. Um, I, you know, it, it, the, he, he still hasn't been set up for success, you know, and, it, and, and, uh, the, the, you know, ownership and, and, and uh, the front office knows that. So I think he still gets some leash this year. I think I think this year he's um, free and clear. Unless it's, I mean, if now if it's an utter disaster, um, despite their best intentions, then then he's probably might might feel some heat. But I th- I think that that next year is the year. And I think it's the year for John Daniels too. I think that I think that next year is a, is a pretty important year for uh, for for those two. Yeah, the one thing that we we've talked about here is w- with Woody, is he and his staff are they teaching and working with these young guys and getting the absolute most out of these players, whether they're major league baseball ready or not? And that's the one thing that we'll never know because we're not we're not there. Yeah, you know, it, you, you see him um, every day in batting practice. You, you see him out before batting practice doing early work. Uh, so there, there's definitely work being done. Uh, I, I would say that that they they've actually had to work harder, uh, and and some of it didn't work. You know, we'll be honest. You know, they made some <laughs> some changes with the the hitting coaches. Um, that was that was three years of, of pretty uh, bad offense. It, it it just didn't work. So they've they've turned over the offensive staff, but the, the pitching coaches are back. All the rest of the staff was back, and so it's. I mean, it's legit to see these guys out there and it's every day and uh, even even the last day of the season there were guys out early taking ground balls and fly balls so um i i I definitely you definitely cannot criticize them for for their their work ethic and desire to to make these players better all right jeff uh, tell us where we can find your stuff uh substack.com talk a little bit about that and uh, and everything that you've got going on yeah i appreciate it uh jeffwilson.substack.com um, I've written, I'm not lying. I've written every weekday, uh, since the, the start of the new year, uh, I've written six days a week. So there's, there's nothing going on, but there's always something going on with the major league team. So, um, it's five ninety a month, five ninety nine a month or $60 for a year. Uh, it goes right. Every story goes right to your inbox and in your email. So it's a piece of cake. And, uh, again, it's, it's, it's a pretty high volume of work. So, you like the Rangers, I'm, I'm here to help you out. Jeff, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. Yeah, and thanks for putting up with my dog. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, that was fun. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. And it's Jeff Wilson from uh, Substack.com. And I, I've told you this a million times. You know how much I love it. Uh, I, I, I'm a subscriber. And I'm telling you, I get stuff uh, on Sunday mornings. I get stuff on Friday. I get stuff every day from Jeff. Me too. Uh, on, on the Rangers. It is, it's good stuff. I love it. I absolutely love it. And he's uh, – He's, he, you know, he. I think he wrote Fort Worth Star Telegram he for did. years, 
and, and now he's doing his own thing, and he is as locked in as and as in tune with what's going on with with the Rangers as anybody. Well, did, when he was describing Woodward's how he was managing the team and look, did that sound like a college coach or a high school coach having to wrangle up the kids and make sure they're doing things correctly? Well, well to he's a got degree, a young club. That's exactly right. Make sure you get on the plane. Make sure you get yeah. on the bus. Uh, you know, don't forget your jersey. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> you know, the, the I don't know if you guys got to go up to Arlington any last year. It was a bad, bad baseball team, and and that's why I asked the question: what What kind of man? Right. It's not fair to say, hey, look, he's a bad manager. He's got he's got a bad record because that's a bad baseball team. He can make all the moves he wants to, but they're not going to work because you don't have the talent pool to make them work. So. But they have, in my opinion, improved this roster dramatically. Now, I think he's a little optimistic when he talks about 500. Uh, I, I, I don't – but you know what? If they are, I'm tickled to death. But he's right. I, I think with Woodward and with J- John Daniels, you've got to see some progress. Uh, J.D. has been around the Ranger organization for a long, long time. It's – it, it, you know, it's it's time to move forward with this organization, Ward. I mean, they've got – what else – it used to be, hey, they don't want to come here. It's too darn hot. Well, now they're in an indoor – You field. don't have that excuse come anymore. Come on, man. Put a club together that makes sense and, and that we can see – we as fans can actually see the progress. He mentioned a name a few minutes ago, Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. Does that change this organization? Not for me, because, you know, Clayton Kershaw's been there, done that, and got a T-shirt. What Clayton Kershaw does is he puts fannies in the stands. Yep. And that, that's what I'm saying about changing this organization. I mean, he brings excitement back. How long has it been since they've had somebody like that that you look up and you go, oh, wow, well, I'm, and, I'm and, going to the ballpark today. And this may be the year since the ballpark's been open a couple of years now. Yeah. I'm telling you, a lot of people have been going to the games. Number one. Just to see the park. Well, first of all, you know this and I do, and, and Garrett, you do too, that's kind of a touristy destination. So, yes. there, look, look, you're going to go to Six Flags, you're going to do the wet and wild stuff, and then that night you're going to the ballpark. In the summertime, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, people are going to the games, mm-hmm. and they're spending their money. And it's a lot of money to go to the game, by the way. Uh, it's not a cheap deal anymore. But, you know, and, and then with the new ballpark, that's got people going to the, to the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, look, it's been open. It's So now what do you do? And, I, and maybe Clayton Kershaw does – energize i don't know what he's got left in the tank uh you know uh, but you know he, he's a hometown guy i think he's got more left in the tank than anybody on their roster right now hands down <laughs> so we'll, we'll see uh we'll, we'll see where they're at but you know uh first of all mlb's got to get a deal done mlb and the players union's got to get a deal done they will I know they will, but when? I mean, they can't afford, and I think they all know this, they can't afford not to have baseball when it's supposed to be baseball. March 18th, is that the drop-dead day? No, he said the 1st of March so they can make sure that they start the season. 1st of March, it'll be done. All right. And I hope you're right. Boy, I hope you're right. All right, uh, 18 after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Guess what, folks? Valentine's Day is fast upon us, and Morrison's Gifts has the gifts that – Going to make that Valentine's Day the best ever. And at Morrison's Gifts, you'll find you'll find stuff like John Hart and Consuela bags and totes and, and accessories. You'll also find bath and body lotions and soaps and candles and all those inspirational gifts and, and all kinds of gifts. And, and, you know, you can go there and pick out a gift. 
You can go there and say, hey, look, I got 20 bucks. I want a gift bag. I mean, or whatever the case may be, or, or I got 50 bucks for a gift bag and let them pick it out for you. Uh, and they're going to provide you free gift wrapping. And if they need to, they're going to ship it for you or they're going to deliver it for you, whatever they need to do. And, uh, you know, they're, they're right next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. And, and uh, this Thursday, tomorrow, John Morse is going to be there broadcasting live from uh, at 3 o'clock. The John Morse Show will originate from Morrison's Gifts tomorrow at 3 o'clock, helping you pick out that Valentine's gift. I'm telling you, man, I'm a big fan. I've told you this a million times. I go there a lot. Uh, in, in fact, I got my own parking place. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but you can you can go there, and, and they're going to take care of you, and it's not that stressful what do I buy this year kind of deal? They're going to help you out. It's Morrison's Gifts, and again, they're next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. Stop by and say hello. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The warm weather continues here in Central Texas, as we'll see mostly sunny skies today and highs topping out at 70 degrees. Clear skies tonight, very quiet conditions, lows drop to 34, and mostly sunny continued mild tomorrow with a high of 71. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us this Thursday live from Rudy's and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Moulton. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday live from Rudy's and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at universalwindowscentraltexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. 
Whatever it is, Northern Tool can help you build it, fix it, haul it, hoist it, blast it, trim it, tow it, weld it, and, well, you get the idea. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Stock your shop this week at Northern Tool and Equipment. Stop in and save on floor jacks, shop seats, hand tools, chemicals, oils, and more. Shop in-store, online, or get it curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Your Drive in Waco. All right, 824, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And, you know, yesterday we were we were discussing Super Bowl 56 and talking more about the Rams and, and the pressure. Is the pressure on the quarterback or is the pressure on the head football coach to win the game on Sunday? Look, we all agree that the Bengals kind of get, get a pass on, on the pressure thing. You know, they want to win. Uh, but but they're so far ahead of the game, it's unbelievable. But for the Rams, it was about this year. They built that team to play in this game. Make no mistake about it. So is you know is the pressure on uh, the coach or is the pressure on the quarterback? And you know, look, look it's uh, Sean McVay. He, he knows that he's that they went and bought talent. I, if you're looking at just those two, for me, the pressure's on Stafford. Sean McVay's what, 35. This is his second Super Bowl. That's absolutely absurd. You know, it, so I don't think the pressure's necessarily on him. Um, but, but I mean, you, he's you got said pressure. Yesterday, he's you, got pressure. You said it yesterday. This team will not be together next year. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's – I still feel like Stafford has more pressure than McVay but at the same time, I mean, there is pressure on it. But for me, if I had to pick two, it's um, pick one out of those two, it's Stafford. Ward, if they, if this thing is blown up next year, which it will be, are you blowing everything up? <laughs> if That's they a great don't question. Win it, if they don't win it? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, you you may not have the opportunity not to blow it all up. I mean, because, you know, how how can you hold it together? They're going to be cherry-picked from other teams and things like that. Well, there's that's so many happen. free agents that are on this team. They right. sign one-year deals. Right, and so that that's going to – you know, that's going to be tough for them to be able to get it back because, you know, there's going to be other teams that look at certain players in certain positions and say, okay, he just helped them get to the Super Bowl. He can do the same thing for us. We're going to go pay him the big money. We're I mean, one that's, wide that's receiver away. We're, we're one wide receiver exactly. away. Exactly. Uh, you, you know, you, so. if that's the missing piece to your puzzle, you're going to go try to attack that. OBJ, come on. So, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't know if 
I, I think it's distributed pretty evenly between Stafford and, and the coaching staff. I, 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 I don't know where more pressure is, um, but I also think that if you put undue pressure on yourself, you're going to be in trouble in this game anyway. Sean McVay knows that they went out and, and purchased some outstanding talent. The consistent thing, Neil, with all those guys, they love football. They're extremely intelligent players, and they want to win. And that's the most important thing. And I think as long as there's a shared ownership, you provide a why, um, whether it's the Jalen's, the Aaron Donald's, you add Von Miller and Odell Beckham, you trade for a Matthew Stafford, um, you've already got guys like Andrew Whitworth and Cooper Cup in place. Um, that has been a huge part of why this team's been special is that, yes, you have a lot of guys that have established themselves as big-time players in this league. But one of the things that's common about all those guys, they're great competitors that they want to win a championship. You know, we always talk about we, not me, Neil. And I think these guys understand that, hey, it is about the we. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. But, I mean, look, we've talked about, we were just talking about Ranger management and putting together the, the, the team. I don't think you can fault the Rams management group, can you? I mean, they've gone out and done what, what they've what what the staff has asked them to do as far as finding talent and, and, and putting it uh, in a position to win. I think for me, it's weird looking at this roster because I thought I figured with the salary cap, we haven't really seen a, a team go out and do what the Rams did. Like you, you've had transactions or transitions in the in the off season and stuff where you've had players move, but to go out and get like guys like uh, Beckham and to get Von Miller and not have that uh, rub up against your salary cap is pretty impressive. So. Uh, and I and I was thinking about this last night. As much talent as there is on that on that Rams roster, and, and and we're talking about names. We're talking, you know, I mean, they've got names that that everybody, whether you follow the Rams or don't follow the Rams, you recognize those names, right? Mm-hmm. I still think the biggest star on the football field is Joe Burrow. I, I think he has risen above those dudes, man. I mean, he, he's the he's the he's the. I don't know if he's the biggest star, but he's the biggest story. Yeah, I would, I would, I would probably say Aaron Donald. I mean, he's going to have more of a factor than I don't know, man. So you think there's going to be more Aaron Donald jerseys in the stadium than there's going to be Joe Burrow? No, I'm not saying that. I, I understand, like from a fan standpoint, yeah, all eyes are going to be on Burrow. But if you're looking at player, I'm taking Donald. No, I said star. Yeah, I didn't well, say I player. Saying, well, well, Aaron Donald's a star. Yeah, I, I get he is a star, but he ain't a quarterback. No. And, and it's and this is a quarterback league, and make no mistake about that. You can talk about running backs and, and all that. It, it's a quarterback league. And, and, and look how the rules are, are applied to make sure that, you know, that 50-year-old men can still play quarterback. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, 8.30. Uh, again, kickoff coming up uh, Sunday afternoon. Should be – Well, I, I hope it's going to be – a great game. Do you guys watch the commercials? Yes, absolutely. No kidding. I do, too. I do. I've been pretty disappointed, though, like, like the past five years with them. Past couple of years have yeah. been disappointing. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been some of the some of the ones that, that wow you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you keep waiting to be wowed. That's the thing. You, yeah. you stay glued because you're hoping. And, and sometimes, sometimes the commercial, when it finishes – I'm not real clear what the product was. I can see that. I yeah. mean, sometimes you go, okay, I, you're so in tune to what the message is and you're hoping that it's going to be one of those great spots. <laughs> then you go, what was that about? What was that about? 
you know, in the past we've gotten, and I may do this again. We've gotten Randy Robertson to uh, to 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 grade the commercials, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then come on on Monday after the Super Bowl and give us a, a a report. I may I may reach out to Randy see if we can do that. Uh, anyway, it's eight thirty one. We welcome you uh, into the program. Uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And hey, I uh, want to remind you that City Ranch Boot Company uh, want to, man, they'd love for you to come check out their uh, their location. Uh, they are at. 10267 North River Crossing. That's just off Highway 6 and 185 next to the Joko building. And again, I've told you a million times, when you get to the red light, you hang a left and you go to Crawford. You hang a right, you go to Chattis Spring. You need to hang the right. And then drive a little bit and you'll look out on the left, you'll see the Joko building and you will see City Ranch Boot Company where Jay Kelly and his team are waiting for you. They're they're, they're, they're there for you right this minute and, and they want to they they want to they want to construct for you with all the love and passion that they have a new pair of boots or a belt or a wallet or a handbag. You pick the skin, you pick the design, and then you let them go to work. Uh, you can design boots for for maybe a wedding, maybe it's a bride and groom, maybe it's maybe it's the entire wedding party. Uh, maybe there's a sales presentation going on, and you're going to do a sales contest, and uh, the winner is going to receive a new pair of boots with. With the company logo on it, they can do those kind of things for you. They also got a great selection of uh, product on the shelf. But if you want something custom designed, go see Jay and his team. Look, it's it's City Ranch Boot Company. They do custom design. They're locally owned. They're family operated, and of course, they're made right here in Texas. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience where you can design yourself, or as I said, shop off the shelf. Again, they're at 10267 North River Crossing. You can check them out on Facebook or Instagram or visit their website at cityranchboot.com. Recently on the John Moore Show. Grant Priscilla, our guest, ESPN color analyst, best in the country at uh, doing that for college basketball, and we appreciate every opportunity he has to come through Waco. It's all cyclical. Everything in college basketball at the power conference level is cyclical, except that over the last eight or nine years, it's been clear that the Big 12 analytically is either one or two. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. There will be another change at the top of the college basketball top 20. Number one, Auburn lost in overtime to Arkansas last night, 80-76. That stops the Tigers' 19-game winning streak. There's basketball at the Farrell Center tonight as Baylor hosts Kansas State. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Baylor men, meanwhile, are in Manhattan for a 7 o'clock tip-off against the Wildcats. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. The MCC Highlanders go for their 22nd win of the season, hosting Weatherford at the Highlands Gym. The Highlashies are also in action against Weatherford, and that starts the basketball doubleheader at 5 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty-seven, twenty-three away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Working the game tonight uh, on uh, on Big Twelve now from ESPN Plus. Ted Emmerich, he's going to join us in a few minutes. But right now, we welcome in to the program from Locked On Horn Frogs. It is Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy? Holy moly! I'm the opener for Ted Emmerich. He yeah. just didn't tell me that. No, no, we we didn't want to put all the pressure on you. Uh, we we look. He, he may be the follow up act to Stephen Simcox. Let, let's go at it that way. Well, hey, don't let him hear that. But I appreciate you saying <laughs> that, Tom. And I'll send you. I'll send you the check in the mail. Hey, frogs have won three of their last four, including the the home win last night over Oklahoma State, seventy seven to seventy three. Uh, is is this a corner that's been turned by by Coach Dixon's team? Well, big win last night. I mean, they they got my loss again. Who's been their best scorer this year? And uh, you know, it got a little dicey towards the end. They had another situation where they had a big lead. They were up by twelve with about five minutes left. They end up uh, blowing that, and then Oklahoma State's only down by one with a couple minutes left in the game. So they held on to win. And you know, it, it was imperative for them to stack as many wins as possible in the front half of the schedule because the back half of the schedule gets pretty tough. They they play Tech this weekend. They'll get them again later. They play Kansas twice. They'll get Baylor somewhere in between. So um, I hope they've turned a corner. You know, I think they've definitely on offense gotten better as the year's gone on. The shots are starting to fall. They're starting to get more quality looks within 
uh, you know, the rhythm of what they're trying to do on those half-court sets, which is big. So if Miles is supposed to be healthy starting this weekend, that'll be, uh, you know, that'll be significant for them. But, yeah, Tom, I mean, if they can steal a game or two against some of those really good teams and take care of business against Iowa State and West Virginia when they get those uh, schools in town, and they're going to be in a really good position here. They're playing well. They're playing with good energy. And, you know, I think the biggest stat for them, winning again last night, they're now 5-0 and following a loss, which for a team that kind of got through to, thrown together, uh, you know, in the offseason with all the transfers they've had, I've just been really impressed with how um, tough-minded they are and how they've been able to, able to bounce back after tough losses. Stephen, what's been the div- biggest difference in this team being able to turn that corner and, and be able to have a shot at getting into the tournament? Well, as I said earlier, they're hitting shots, but honestly, I think the most consistent thing they've done is just the fit. I mean, they're hard-nosed defensively. They play with great effort and energy, and they rebound really well also. Emmanuel Miller and Eddie Lampkin have been huge on the offensive glass, giving them second shot opportunities, not allowing teams to have those same opportunities on the other end. So uh, they kind of have the same identity. That's what Jamie Dixon did when he was at Pitt. Like, they were always tough-minded teams that would kind of grind it out. Um, This group has found a little more firepower as the year's gone on. Uh, you know, Ed O'Bannon Jr. has been a, a really good knockdown shooter for them. Damian Ball's kind of emerged as a guard that can score. But honestly, I, I think the biggest thing um, throughout the season has been that they've just played really well on defense. They've crashed the boards. And because of that, they've had opportunities and chances to win in just about every game. So, I mean, now they got to gather and head up out to Lubbock. What are your thoughts on this matchup and that atmosphere that they're going to be entering up there? Well, it's always a fun atmosphere there. Um, you know, Garrett, I, this has been one that I've kind of circled throughout the year as a good indi- as a good indicator of how much they've actually improved because the last few years, like, Tech has just put them in a blender. I mean, their ability to play defense against uh, some TCU teams that struggle to score has made for a really bad matchup. Um, I know this Tech team has, you know, more firepower, but still with Mark Adams, that's their – that's what they're trying to do is, is play slow and get you in the half court and make you uh, or force you to make tough shots. So um, I think they're better equipped to handle that than they have been the past few seasons with uh, some good individual scores like Mike Miles and Damian Ball. But um, they're gonna have to. I mean, they're gonna have to find a way to to make some tough shots and um, again crash those offensive boards and get some second shot opportunities if they're going to be able to uh, win the game on Saturday. Hey, we, we've talked about this before, but uh, is this league kind of starting to separate a little bit, in, in in your opinion, or are we still looking at seven or eight teams that are that are still contending for a spot in the NCAA tournament? You know, that's a good question, Tom. I was thinking about this uh, this weekend because Iowa State, like they were at one point number eight in the nation, but they've kind of fallen off a cliff. They can't seem to find a way to get victories. You know, West Virginia, I, I don't think they're a bad team necessarily. But, again, like the losses are kind of piling up for them as Big 12 play goes on. And I don't know what their schedule looks like the rest of the way, um, but I, I find it tough for those two teams to get in. Obviously, Oklahoma State's not going to be there. And K-State seems to be trending upwards, but I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like six or seven is more realistic, but probably six um, just because I, I think – Iowa State and West Virginia have piled up too many losses at this point. I'm not sure what K-State and TCU will do here down the stretch, but it is a tough league. It's a competitive league, um, but, man, there's just – you can't – you still got to find a way to win eight or nine games, I think, to get in the tourney, 
uh, in conference play, and I just don't see seven teams doing that. Steven, just a few days away from first pitch in Scottsdale, Arizona, for the TC Horn Frogs in this new regime in baseball. What are expectations for this new coaching staff and this new roster? They're kind of all over the place, Ward. I mean, it, you know, in the D1 baseball poll, they were uh, 17, I believe, and then they weren't ranked in Baseball America. Um, they have a lot of guys that you, you think are going to be good, but you're not, you're not positive. They got some young guys in the lineup like Elijah Nunez and Luke Boyers who showed some flashes last year, but the sophomores are going to be called on to be much more consistent at the dish. Um, and then their pitching staff, once you get past Austin Crowe, who was their Saturday starter all year last year, and he'll get the call on Friday nights now. It's kind of a, it's kind of a toss-up. Now, what they do have is a really good bullpen with Marcelo Perez and Garrett Wright and River Ridings in the back end. So I think they'll lean on those guys early in the season and hope, hey, can we, get, can we cobble together five or six innings from our starters and then hand it over to that bullpen? But um, I think expectations are cautiously optimistic. The problem is, as you guys know, I mean, Texas – Looks like the consensus number one team in the country. Texas Tech has built a powerhouse there with Tim Tadlock. I expect him to be good. I know Oklahoma State um, apparently has like one of the best recruiting classes in the nation coming in, so they're really talented. So it's a it's a pretty stacked league in baseball as it always is. So I think TCU is kind of there with Baylor and K State as teams that you think could be really good, but we're just going to see. Uh, how how it goes once they get out on the field and once the season starts and, and who has the most arms. Steven, what do you got on the podcast for us? Well, uh, yeah, we're covering basketball for sure. You know, we're still um, heavy into fo- off-season football talk as TCU uh, continues to add guys to the transfer portal and baseball as well, as Ward mentioned. And, yeah, I was enjoying the baseball talk this morning, fellas. Uh, I'll be excited to see Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon in the middle of that Rangers lineup if they ever play. <laughs> Steven, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, have a good one. Steven Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. It is uh, 845. Coming up next, we talk uh, Baylor basketball, Baylor Kansas State with Ted Emmerich, who will be working the game tonight. And we'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball all season long. The Baylor women home in the Farrell Center Wednesday hosting Kansas State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Tune in to the new broadcast crew of Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm all season long for Baylor women's basketball. This Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. 
Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF. That's 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. There will be another change at the top of the college basketball top 20. Number one, Auburn lost in overtime to Arkansas last night, 80-76. That stops the Tigers' 19-game winning streak. There's basketball at the Farrell Center tonight as Baylor hosts Kansas State. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Baylor men, meanwhile, are in Manhattan for a 7 o'clock tip-off against the Wildcats. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. MCC Highlanders go for their 22nd win of the season, hosting Weatherford at the Highlands Gym. The High Lashies are also in action against Weatherford, and that starts the basketball doubleheader at 5 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us on this Wednesday game day. And we welcome into the program from from Big 12 now on ESPN Plus, we say hello to Ted Emmerich. Ted will be working the game tonight, uh, Baylor and Kansas State. Ted, good morning. How are you, buddy? Tom, how are you? Great to be on with you. Hey, the, the the league itself. Let's let's start there. Uh, in, in your opinion, and I know we still got a long way to go, but in your opinion, how deep is this league when it comes to the NCAA tournament? It, I think it's the best league in America. Still, I mean, and and all the metrics uh, would back that up. Uh, you could make the argument certainly that the uh, Big 12 SEC challenge might have put a dent in the Big 12's uh, reputation, but overall, top to bottom. Uh, just I, I I use the term pound for pound because listen if you if you want to go to uh, uh, the Big Ten which just has more teams fine uh, the SEC certainly has more teams but in terms of day in day out competition uh, there is no bottom in the Big Twelve uh, you know a, a game against Kansas State. Uh, is uh, not some cakewalk. And I understand it certainly was for Baylor the first time around in Waco. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit different in Manhattan tonight. Do I think Baylor will win? Absolutely. Uh, and and do I think they will bounce back in a big way uh, from the loss to Kansas on Saturday? Yes, but I don't think it's going to be 74-49 uh, like it was a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, it, it, it's so much fun, just night in, night out. The level of competition you have, uh, at the very least, seven teams that are going to the NCAA tournament, seven out of ten and possibly eight. Ted, how much has the transfer portal helped the parity not only in this league but in college basketball across the country? It's a huge factor, uh, certainly, and and you don't you don't need me to to tell you that. Just look how you're able to stock your roster with veterans instead of simply freshmen who might need time to grow. 
And that's the intriguing thing about Baylor is coming off last year, you know, you lose four starters from a national championship team. Uh, you're able to do a little bit of both. You know, you bring in somebody like James Akinjo who's able to lead the way for you and looks like a national player of the year candidate as you ascend to 15 and 0 and number one in the country again, of course, before his uh, tailbone injury. And you also add a McDonald's All-American in Kendall Brown, and you add a super skilled freshman in Jeremy Sohan. It, it's uh, melding uh, the two ways to build a team. And listen, in the long run for Baylor, they're going to be just fine. Uh, you know, this is a hiccup. It's one that we're certainly not used to. I think if you're a Baylor fan, uh, the last two years, the way they have been able to roll past teams. Uh, but when they get their injury situation sorted out, I mean, by the end of this month and going into March, when it truly counts, uh, they are going to be among the best in America. And I, I would argue among the favorites to cut down the nets again. And, and I was going to ask you, uh, how did you look at the Kansas game? Was that just one of those deals? It was just a bump of the road in the Big 12? Or or, or did you see something that, that uh, you know, that you went, oh, hang on a second, uh, this hasn't happened before? Yeah, I, I think we'll begin to find out uh, tonight uh, just in how they respond. Uh, we had the good fortune of sitting down with Scott Drew uh, last night and he said, hopefully, it's just one of those once-a-season kind of games. And he was convinced that they are going to be much better tonight. Uh, said they had two really good days of practices. And, again, uh, we will find out tonight against Kansas State, which uh, they would argue they were going to be much, much better uh, from the last time that they saw Baylor and they got run off the floor. Uh, for Baylor, the, the keys are moving forward. And listen, nobody is Kansas in terms of transition offense. Kansas State cannot measure up in that respect. But that is something you want to see improvement in on the Baylor side is transition defense and just flat out effort that Scott drew kept coming back to that word. The effort wasn't what it normally is from us talking about Saturday. Um, and th that is rare. Again, you could always count on that, uh, you know, the last couple of years from the Baylor side. Uh, so yes, can they get that ironed out? Will you see that? Will you see that aggressiveness and physicality and ball pressure uh, listen, overall, they're not what they were a year ago. They don't have uh, a lottery pick in Davion Mitchell in the backcourt. They don't have a, uh, a Final Four most outstanding player in Jared Butler in the backcourt. Do they have someone who can uh, ascend to that level as the year moves along and James Akinjo as he gets healthier? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, is it there right now? Probably not. So uh, just in terms of effort and aggression, do you see that on the court, on the road tonight? Uh, that will be intriguing, and we can't wait to see it. Ted, I think we're coming into the season, we all knew how good the Big 12 was going to be, but have you been surprised by the success that TCU and Texas Tech have been able to have? Uh, from Texas Tech, I, I'm not. I, I, I just I believed in Mark Adams when he took over the job. I knew – how crucial he was in helping build that culture at Tech along with Chris Beard. And so I, I was convinced that he could 
work his magic in the portal. Again, this is a lifelong grinder in the coaching profession, NAIA, junior college, so on and so forth, building new teams year after year. And he's done it again. You bring in somebody like a Bryson Williams uh, to complement uh, the likes of Kevin McCullough and so on and so forth. And, I mean, you have a team that is just miserable to play against night after night uh, defensively. And can you get enough offense? Again, remember, Terrence Shannon, you know, has been hurt for basically uh, you know two months now with his back. Uh, you get him uh, on track, look out uh, offensively. And with TCU, is that a bit of a surprise? Yeah, I, I would say so. Again, you just you hadn't you hadn't seen it in a few years. Jamie Dixon with a a tournament level team, and you know to go back to the question about the transfer portal, uh, TCU hit there certainly with Damian Baugh to complement Mike Miles, who was one of the brightest young guards in the country. Uh, Lampkin is an improvement underneath over Kevin Samuel uh, in terms of his effort and the way he crashes the offensive glass. Uh, the P- Chuck O'Bannon is playing the best ball of his career, and you have to remember he was McDonald's All-American at one time. You figured it would be a matter of time for him, and sure enough, here he is, and now TCU uh, looks like a borderline tournament team. So. Uh, they are a greater surprise, I would argue, uh, compared to Texas Tech. But again, in the Big 12, we shouldn't really be surprised by anyone uh, being on the bubble or even better. Ted, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We do appreciate your time. Uh, Have a great call tonight. We'll be watching and uh, look forward to it. You got it, Tom. Thanks so much. Have a great day. That is a Ted Emmerich. Boy, he does a good job, and uh, he'll have the the play-by-play tonight on on uh, ESPN Plus Big 12 now. It's uh, 8.56. We're four minutes away from 9 o'clock. Hey, don't forget uh, the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show going on uh, over at the Extraco Event Center. That'll be going on all week long, and these kiddos are are uh, showing their animals, and uh, you can get out and check that out. So that's the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show that's going on all week long. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget John Morris at 3, Matt Mosley's at 4. We're back in the morning at 7. For Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.